Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and I'm recording this episode not in West Seattle, but Waikiki on the Hawaiian island of Oahu. So I'm sending aloha to you, and I want to be clear that I am in no way responsible for the nonstop Pineapple Express weather systems that I've been reading about back home. In this episode, we talk with Seattle-based playwright and composer Justin Huertas, creator and co-star of the new musical We've Battled Monsters Before, which is currently in its world premiere run at Arts West in the Junction, finally returning to live theater productions after nearly two years of pandemic shutdowns and uncertainty. A whole new season of shows is kicking off with We've Battled Monsters Before. It's a reunion of sorts, befitting our time of gathering together again. Following up on previous collaborations, including The Last World Octopus Wrestling Champion and A Very Merry Kraken Tea Party. We caught up with Justin just after the premiere of We've Battled Monsters Before to learn more about his latest creation. What was the process like for bringing to life We've Battled Monsters before compared to your previous productions? This one came at a really great time in my life. I was in the process of revisiting my very first musical, Lizard Boy. Mm -hmm. We just did a run down in the Bay Area at Theaterworks Silicon Valley. And, and it was really great to go back to the first thing I ever wrote as a more seasoned and experienced playwright and understand what like my process was versus what my process is now. So jumping into a new musical with that kind of self-awareness was so helpful. <laughs> I just had just immediate access to, well, if I need to write this kind of a song, I should be thinking about this. Or if I need this moment to happen, I wonder how that would be written. And everything was just a lot easier in a way. And it was a lot of joy because it's my first time since Lizard Boy that I was writing a role for myself as well as writing an actor-musician musical. So it was really fun to dive back into that world and to flex those muscles again. But it was so much more intuitive than I than I expected. You've learned a lot. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. You're no newbie. So uh, you, you <laughs> know what you're doing. You've learned on your experience. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been really cool. And the fact that, that we get to do it with a, a Filipino story is just even more amazing. It's, it's not only am I a, a more experienced storyteller, but I'm drawing from my own family. I'm drawing from my own culture with a collaborator, Rihanna Atendido, who is my co-star, who also has the same experience and the same family dynamics and the same culture as me. Mm -hmm. So it was all, everything just fit perfectly together. <laughs> I read that this production is loosely adapted from a 16th century Filipino epic poem. Tell me about that. When I was a kid, my dad used to tell my brother and me this bedtime story that we thought was like hilarious. It was so action packed. It didn't feel like it should have been a bedtime story because it, it didn't really lull us to sleep. It was exciting and it had action. <laughs> and yeah. it was about like these three warriors trying to retrieve a magical bird to heal a sick princess. And that story has always been like for my brother and me, we would be like, do you remember that story? And we're like, yeah, 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 we do. So I called up my dad. I asked him about that story. And I was like, did you make that up? And he's like, no, it's famous. Everyone knows it. And I was like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? 
So he tells me it's called Ibong Adarna, which mm -hmm. um, translates to the Adarna bird, the name of the magical bird. And the original story is, it's a little different than the way he told it. He told us that this story of a sick princess and these three warriors who competed to save her life. And the original story is about a sick king and his three sons competed to save his life. So that immediately jumped to siblings and sibling relationships and how much I've always been wanting to write a sibling relationship at the center of a story. And I knew that I've been wanting to write something for me and Rihanna specifically mm -hmm. because we're such close friends and we collaborate and jam all the time. We play guitar together all the time. We play each other like new songs we've written all the time. And, and it's just been, it's been such a long time coming for us to be on stage together. So this yeah. felt like the right thing to create for us. So aside from having this story part of your, your bedtime ritual for many years, are there themes in the story that also relate to your own Filipino heritage and experience? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, once you get me started, like writing a Filipino story, then I'm going to write everything about my Filipino experience <laughs> into that story. I say loosely adapted from Ibang Adarna mm -hmm. because it's very different than that. There are like elements that I've taken from the original myth and twisted and made my own. And it's also a, a, a completely brand new story. It's about these two siblings and their grandmother. And their grandmother is the matriarch of the family. And she's like the leader of this like, family of secret warriors who mm -hmm. defend Seattle from monsters and demons. And these two siblings are competing with each other to be the next leader of the family. And so I took a lot of elements of my own relationship with my brother. Rihanna has two brothers as well. Her sibling relationships are braided into this story as well. And this is a family of secret warriors who also cast spells. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted those spells to be Filipino in uh -huh. some way. <laughs> so the way that the magic works in our story is the spells have to be cast in Tagalog, which is a Filipino language. And, mm -hmm. and it has to be in combination with some kind of Filipino food. So I get to show Filipino food in a different way, in a magical way. And I think something that I was really excited about with We Battled Monsters before is the opportunity to mythologize all of the things that excite me about being Filipino-American. And also certain things like I wasn't taught Tagalog when I was a kid. And this story, in a way, became, oh, the reason I wasn't taught Tagalog when I was a kid is because it's magical. And it's really dangerous if you don't know how to use it. <laughs> so it was really fun to like take little pieces of my own identity and find ways to make them magical so that other people can see the, the same kind of intersections in their own identities and also understand that it's magical for them too. That's one of my favorite things about this show is I get to mythologize so much of the culture that I like grew up with and kind of um, left behind a little bit. You know, I went to college and then like came into the theater community here and, and there wasn't a lot of access for me to Filipino culture. And that really came, I think, too recently, <laughs> too recently for me. It was when, you know, I first met... Sarah Porkalab and saw Dragon Lady for the first time here in Seattle. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like we're allowed to tell our own stories and we're allowed to be Filipino on stage. I had come out of college as an actor. I, you know, there weren't Filipino roles for Filipino people. There were, however, Latinx roles and like roles for other kinds of like Asian people that Filipino people would audition for. And as much as I connected with those kinds of stories, it still wasn't 
quite my story. So seeing Dragon Lady was a moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, I can put my own stories on stage and I'm allowed to tell my own stories. And We Battled Monsters feels like the arrival in a way of that first spark being ignited. And now it's turned into this wonderful musical that I'm proud of. I love that Arts West is making so many bold and intriguing decisions with their programming, including their emphasis on supporting artists of color and their commitment to being an anti-racist institution. Is that something that you're experiencing on a wider scale? It's slow on a wider scale. I mean, like, yeah, I'm looking around and seeing the city and a lot of people are are making some really amazing choices and people are like growing very slowly. Arts West is definitely in the lead. Not that it's a competition, but they're, you know, they're leading the charge a little bit. They're so transparent with their commitments. They're so transparent with making sure that they're valuing the humans involved rather than the product that is, you know, this show that we're going to sell. And I think that's the thing that maybe surprised me the most when creating We Battled Monsters, um, because it's been a while since, since I was able to focus on the process of creating rather than, oh my gosh, it's a race to opening night. We have to like make sure that whatever we're making is good by any means possible. Like it's, this has really felt like we've gotten the time and space to create something that it, that feels good for us. And that's really what matters. It turns out I, I had some people come see the show opening weekend and someone said, you can tell in the performances of myself and Rihanna that we love what we're doing and we're really proud of our work and like that translates in our performance and i was like that's really cool because i'd feel that way (laughs) that is that's a rave review yeah Um, and this is not your first production with arts west your 2019 musical the last world octopus wrestling champion was commissioned and directed by arts west artistic director matthew wright who also directs this new production what's that working relationship like it's amazing it really feels like we've come to this kind of shorthand Octopus was an amazing experience too. And it was a new genre for him. He was used to directing more realism and the family dramas, the the kitchen sink dramas, O'Neill and and Tennessee Williams and that kind of thing. But I told him I wanted to write this that we had been wanting to work together. And so he, oh, I forget which book it was, but he had asked if I was interested in adapting, oh gosh, some novel into a musical. And I told him, no. But I am interested in this octopus that transforms into two people and then those people become octopus soulmates. And he was like, wow, okay. Um, so he went with it and and it was a new genre for him. He had never done fantasy and everything that I write is so influenced by a comic book and how comic books read panel to panel. So this was a new thing for him, but but he fell in love with it and I loved working with him. So when we got into the room for We Battled Monsters before, I would bring in some crazy ideas about some crazy monsters and he... He was unfazed. At this point, he was just like, "Uh uh-huh. And then we just kept talking. (laughs) There's a creature that we refer to and we battled monsters before called the Squirrel King. I just made this this creature up as I was writing this scene. And, And one of the characters explains, we call it a Squirrel King because it's a giant squirrel monster made up of hundreds of squirrels. And... I said that line out loud and I was like, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. (laughs) This is hilarious. And what does that even mean? And then Matt's like, oh, I didn't even realize it was ridiculous until you just said that. (laughs) He is now at a point where I will just throw the phrase Squirrel King in there. And he's like, yeah, sure. Yep. (laughs) And then he just keeps going. (laughs) 
<laughs> what else about Arts West do you like? Is there something about the space or the audiences that kind of resonates with you there? I have so much more confidence telling one of my stories there than I do maybe anywhere else, just because that audience is so game. Like, I think people who come to Arts West regularly are always game for something just outside the box, something that's unexpected that they perhaps haven't seen before. And it gives me so much confidence when I'm like creating a musical with a Squirrel King in it or this actor musician convention combined with us being narrators and storytellers and dropping in between characters and stuff. I feel very confident that this audience will be with us every step of the way just because of what Arts West regularly programs. So it feels it feels awesome every time I'm there. And and I just love the space, the intimacy of that space, I feel like is, is very rare. And when we tell stories, when we're on that stage, like we can see people and we can look them in the eye and they're with us. And which is helpful, especially when in nowadays, as we get back into the theater, we only see their eyes right. <laughs> because everyone is wearing masks, which is great. I'm really appreciative that everyone is doing their part to help us get through this. But but it, it's really wonderful to be in that space and to see people's eyes and to know that they're with us and engaged. Yeah, it's awesome. What's your favorite part of the creative process? Is it writing a story or composing songs or performing on stage? I get a lot of joy out of being in my home and um, surrounded by my partner Tyler's plants and and writing a story from my heart. I love playing music, so I love composing a song because that's always such a fun puzzle, whether it starts with some words or if it starts with a melody. The building of a song is always so fun and sometimes complicated, but but awesome. But I think nothing for me beats performing on stage just because what I've written, what I've taken the time to create, and that song that I've painstakingly chosen that specific rhyme for or whatever, I get to share it with real life people and they get to respond to it in real time. If I have a joke in a song, I get to hear them laugh at the joke. If there's a turn, if there's like a moment, like an aha moment, I get to hear the audience gasp or breathe or just respond. And that's, there's nothing like that. What do you hope audiences will take away from We've Battled Monsters before? One thing I really want people to to leave the show with is the idea of spending your time doing something that you love to do with the people that you love, no matter who they are. And I'm not saying don't waste your time. That's not at all the thing that I'm saying. Time is here. Time is happening. We shouldn't be looking at time in a way that like it is something that we can waste because it's now and then it's always happening. Time is always happening. This is very like existential and philosophical. But but I think the best we can do is just like in whatever time we have be happy in in the place that we are if that means like I'm sitting home alone, eating chips, watching Disney Plus, like I'm happy doing that. And that's not a waste of time. If I'm spending time with my family, if I'm having brunch with my mom, that's not a waste of time. And I'm happy doing that. I hope that people are inspired to not only spend time however they want, but to also like enjoy the moment that they're in, no matter what they're doing. Even showering. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Showering is nice. <laughs> a hot shower 
feels good. It sure does. <laughs> and I want to enjoy that time. <laughs> Are there any other monsters you've dreamed of doing battle with? The monsters that I do battle with on a regular basis are truly the shows that I'm writing. They become these big hulking beasts that are powerful and beautiful and terrible. And I have to try and learn to understand them and figure out how to tame them, really. And that's a metaphor of the monster in the show. Every monster in our show, in our mythology, every monster comes from a wish. And if you wish for something, a monster will inevitably come from it. And it's your job to figure out how to respond to that monster, how to tame that beast, how to fight that beast. So that's, there's my metaphorical answer. I feel like monsters that I would love to do battle with. I wanted to be a Power Ranger ever since I was a kid. And I remember in high school, I got to age 16 and on a random day I was like, I am the same age as the Power Rangers right now. And that blew my mind when I was 16. 16, like at that point, people have outgrown fantasizing about being superheroes, but not me. (laughs) I would love to fight Rita Repulsa. I would love to fight Lord Zed. I would love to fight that pig monster that like consumes everything. Oh yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for taking the time with me today, Justin. I'm really excited that Arts West is a home for you and that we get to experience your creativity in our community. It's a really special thing. So keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We've Battled Monsters Before continues its run at Arts West through December 26th. For more information, visit artswest.org. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please leave a review, share us on your socials, and drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Always Podcast. It's been fun putting this episode together from Hawaii, and hey, nobody threw out their back surfing like in those TV special episodes from the 70s. I'll do my best to bring some sunshine home to West Seattle. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.